have finally arrived at the shortstop position. Welcome back, everybody. I am Max Going, and this is the Going Live podcast. And thank you so very much for joining me today. As we get uh, we get right to it. First and foremost, March Madness is uh, is starting. Big upset already. 15 seed Oral Roberts uh, over Ohio State. So if you haven't checked it out, March Madness is going on. Besides that. There's really not much to get to, except for the long list of shortstops that I would not mind having on my team. So, you know, we speak about the depth of talent in a position, and this is by far, in the infield at least, uh, this is definitely the best. The shortstop position has, you know, everything you can look for. Steals, power, average, everything in between, and, you know, a combination of the three. So we do believe that... For the most part, we do not mind spending up for a shortstop or waiting for a shortstop. And that's that's kind of the best part about this position is you can really go whichever way you can or whichever way you want with it uh, as the draft goes. So, you know, if the big names, you know, if you're in a you're in a salary cap draft or or whatever the case may be, if you, those those shortstops are going for a large large amount or high in the draft, you know, you always have <coughs> the backup option. So. The reason we're skipping what's happening right now in the world of sports is we got a lot to get to, and we will start with the speedy shortstop in the nation's capital, Trey Turner. What I love about Trey Turner and why he's number one on our list is, uh, you know, he was the best player in fantasy last year, and and obviously <clears throat> paired with the stolen bases, he had a, a 12 home runs in the season, and that's you know that's what got him to the the top of of all the lists, but for the most part, his speed and his average is what we love the most. We do believe that he is more along the lines of a top five player, and obviously, we say that with a little bit of discretion. You know, the home runs from Macuna and Soto and yada yada obviously is going to have a lot more impact, but in terms of just <clears throat> everyday production and, and a value to an overall team, uh, his stolen bases and his average with his strikeout percentage and his play discipline, uh, it's a great combination. And I, I fully expect him to hit 40 stolen bases this year. And the worry might be for you know some fans and obviously some analysts around the uh, the Facebook uh, the the fantasy baseball community. They as of right now, the Washington Nationals they have Victor Robles leading off and Trey Turner hitting third, and you know. Honestly, for the most part, I, I just think that Victor Robles will eventually get back down to the ninth slot where he's always kind of hit the last few years, and Trey Turner take over right at the top of that lineup and the stolen bases to fall right into place. So you know the, the power surge he had, you know it, it's obviously very unpredictable and, and, and unsustainable for the most part. But with that being said, Josh Bell now in the lineup. Uh, I do think the runs will will definitely increase there. Hopefully, some improvement with Carter Keyboom, and so that Washington Nationals lineup around him is not bad. And you know, I, I fully project 300 season with 100 plus runs, 20 plus home runs, 85 RBI, and and 43 stolen bases. And I'm I know I'm a little aggressive on the number, but he's still one of the best base runners and one of the fastest players in all of baseball. So, you know, at nine, I think he's a great value. Obviously, those three starting pitchers, the big three are going to go before him more than likely, um, especially in the points league. But, 
you know, if you're sitting there with the seventh, eighth, ninth pick, and all the big boys are kind of gone, you know, Trey Turner's a great, a great option to, you know, the safe option. With that being said, as well, so, you know, the power surge was not backed up by any advanced data, but the line drive percentage was the same as usual, same with the exit velocity, and same with the hard hit percentage. So there's a good chance that he just got hot in the month of uh, months of August and September with those 12 home runs. So there's a good chance he just got hot, and that happens in baseball, and especially with the best players in baseball, they tend to have months of brilliance, and that's kind of what happened in terms of the power surge for Trey Turner. So that those 12 home runs, you project them in a full season, it, it, you're not going to get 40 or whatever it is, close to 40 from Trey Turner. But everything else he did, you know, it was very on par for the type of player he is, contact, the speed, and and with the line drive percentage that he has, you know, 20 home runs is really not out of the question. Yes, he has never hit 20 home runs in his career. Uh, but with that being said, I do believe that it's possible. So uh, 300, 100-plus runs, 20 home runs, 85 RBI. I think it's just very, very doable. Pair that with a 40-plus home run, 40-plus uh, stolen bases, and you can potentially get the best player in fantasy next year. So Trey Turner, I'm all aboard. And if you end up getting top three pick, top four pick, even a top five pick, there's a good chance that, you know, I did say he, he performs more like a top five player, and that's why we love his value. But if I'm getting the top five pick, uh, there's a good chance if I'm going shortstop, I'm spending it on Fernando Tatis Jr. And, you know, what is there not to love about Tatis? As the, the only fault, really, is that he's young, he hasn't played a full season, and you're spending not only a first-round pick on him, uh, but but in some leagues, the number one overall pick. And so he's going to give you stolen bases. He's going to give you average. He's going to give you home runs. And that combination is very rare in today's game. So, you know, third overall off the board. And if you're going to anchor your team with a guy like that, this is what you could get. Five-category contributor. Uh, 2020, he did just that, 277, 50 runs, 17 home runs, 45 RBI, 11 stolen bases, and he has a good play discipline as well, 23% strikeout rate, he walks 10% of the time, um, you know, if you average that out to a full season, 120 plus on both sides of the RBI and the run categories, 40 plus home runs, 25 plus stolen bases, so, you know, if he repeats what he did in 2020 in a full season, it's a great, great Great player, no doubt about it. His career, he's had 143 games. He's hit 39 home runs. He's had 111 runs, almost 100 RBI, 27 stolen bases. So it really isn't out of the question. That's what he's done so far in his career, which is closer to a full season in uh, in two years. So, so now, for the most part, there's really not much else to go on, and that's kind of the problem with Tatis, and that's why he's a little bit lower than Trey Turner. Now, for the most part, I think he's going to do it again. The Padres obviously expect him to do it again. And, you know, and, and everything in 2020 points to to legit continuation of what he did in his rookie year and, and, and progress. He was great in his rookie year. He did pretty darn good in his sophomore season, too. So, you know, the approach here is really there's no holes in Tatis's profile. Um, but if you're drafting around the third range, you, you also have guys like 
Mookie Betts, Soto, Trout, DeGrom, obviously Cole and Bieber, the big three starting pitchers. So the only the only criticism I would have of drafting him third would be you have six other guys that you could choose from, not even including Trey Turner, that have just a little bit more track record, and that's it. And at the end of the day, you're paying for potential. And with Fernando Tatis Jr., he has the most potential, uh, obviously, in the shortstop position and uh, maybe in that whole whole top five range. So Tatis and Turner, either one of those guys I'm very excited about. And if you're spending your first-round pick on a shortstop, you really won't have any desire. I'm assuming you won't have any desire of these next few players so we'll go under the assumption that, hey, you went starting pitcher or you know, 12th overall in the first round or whatever it may be. My advice to you is to wait for Corey Seager at 37. And 37th overall off the board, that's around the fourth round pick, depending on what kind of league you're in. And there's plenty like about Corey Seager. He's always been that breakout candidate for a lot of people. Uh, he, he had Tommy John surgery, missed a lot of time. And and now he's starting to get right back on track of, of where he left off before that injury. So, you know, including the postseason, this is including the postseason now, 70 games, 312 plate appearances, 317 average, 58 runs, 23 home runs, 61 RBI, three stolen bases, and he walked 10% of the time while only striking out 15% of the time. So, obviously, postseason... Regular season, combining the numbers, it's just not really done in fantasy baseball. But with the shortened season, that is what we have to go off of. And he was one of the most impressive, intimidating batters in, obviously, all the playoffs. But including the regular season, he was really the anchor of that lineup. And one of the most consistent players throughout the whole entire season and so the potential here is the power is there. Uh, you are losing out on stolen bases. No doubt about it, Corey Seager is not a base dealer, especially at his size. He's about 6'5". You know, you're just not going to ask a guy like that to steal many bases. So 11 career stolen bases, you can almost chalk it up to maybe three. I'll give it three at the most. But besides that... Everything else we think is first-round potential. 93 miles per hour on the exit velocity in 2020. That was up from the year before, from 88 and 91 the year before that. So you know, we, <laughs> we really do like the steps he took last season. And he's definitely the first choice in this ADP range, no matter what position we're talking about. And if you've, if you've secur- secured, excuse me, uh, starting pitcher that you like uh, and stolen bases potentially. Acuna, maybe maybe a Mookie Betts, maybe a Yelich. Um, this is a great, great option for your fourth pick and maybe even a third. So I'm happy to have him. He is, you know, he is not a a main target. I probably have five or six main targets that I really want on every team I'm in or that I, that I have. Uh, Corey Seager is right on the outside of that. I'd be thrilled to have him. And um, my problem is I do think that his ADP is going to continue to climb as we get closer to to your draft date. So keep an eye on that. That's the only reason he's not a main target. I do believe that that price tag and that discount will 
slowly fade away the closer we get to opening day. Uh, another first-round talent, Trevor Story at 13. If you end up with Story and then Seager, it's not common to spend two of your first few picks on a shortstop. Um, but Trevor Story, man, the only reason he's not higher on this list is the contract insecurity. Uh, and sorry, ins- uncertainty. The contract uncertainty. In certainty, sorry, uh, we but we we really do like Trevor Story's profile. We think that he is a five-tool contributor, and he's a very very appealing choice, especially if he he tends to slide a bit. Even in head-to-head points leagues, he really tends to slide. So you know, 289 last year, 11 home runs, 28 RBI, 41 run, um, 41 runs, excuse me, and 15 stolen bases. So he had a great season. And we think that he will continue to do what he's doing. He is a very athletic player that that legitimately gives you five-tool contribution. Now, the only reason he's so low, a few things. Now, with Arenado gone, you just cannot take – you can't ignore the elephant in the room. He was one of the most productive players in all of baseball. Now, the stolen bases, I don't think it's going to matter. He is a great – Great play discipline. He walks a good amount. Doesn't strike out too much. Great BABIP. So he's going to get on base. The runs is what kind of concerns me just a tad with Trevor Story. And <laughs> I honestly do think they get that he gets traded. And so just like Nolan Arenado, he's going to be brought down just a tad without that atmosphere. And, you know, the report is that the, the Rockies just don't have the budget for his extension. And we're, we're talking about a franchise type of player. I mean, anywhere he goes, he's hitting third in that lineup. He's hitting second in that lineup. They just don't have, especially after COVID, they just do not have the funds to lock him up long term. And I'm assuming he doesn't want anything but a long term contract. It's just how baseball works. And so we think he's going to get traded. And when he gets traded, he's more of a second-round value than a first-round value. But at the end of the day, Trevor Story, he's a beast. He's going to hit 25 stolen bases and will probably hit 30 home runs. Even if he gets traded out of Colorado, 30 home runs is definitely, definitely doable. So uh, as of right now, 13th overall. I'm a little hesitant on the price tag, and that's the only reason why he's not a main target. But at the end of the day... You know, my NL only salary cap draft, if I land him, I'm, I'm not mad at all. So um, if you miss out on Trevor Story, you miss out on all these guys. Francisco Lindor, he's right there, 16th overall off the board. And you might be wondering, you know, why is he so low? It's Frankie. It's Frankie smiles. You know, we, strug- we struggled a lot to find a place for when where Lindor goes on this list. And it, it really just displays how good deep this position is it's unbelievable you know if you miss out on Frankie Lindor you have a few options to say the least and so nope he's unfortunately out of our top six out of our top five excuse me no he's fifth fifth on this list so you know he's a first second round talent that can do it all and power speed combo as I said you're going to see a lot of power speed combination at the shortstop position so 30 home runs, 20-plus stolen bases, very doable. And my only concern, and this is just splitting hairs, people. We're talking about the most talented players in baseball. His home, his RBI production has never been more than 100. Um, and his, his average is rarely in the 300 range. So 
I mean, <laughs> do with that information of what you what you want. It it is not a knock on Francisco Lindor in any shape or form, but you know if you're paying a 16th overall pick for a guy who has never hit more than 100 RBI and he's never stolen more than 25 bases, you know, 40 home runs is probably out of the question. Just want to let you know that he will hit for average. It won't be above 300 but it will be very respectable. And so, you know, it's a very fair value. Very fair value. Francisco Lindor does everything. He does it very well. Um, He just probably, you know, 129 runs his career high. I just don't see that happening again. Uh, Paired with a 25 stolen base type of season. So his best season in 2018 at, at 38 home runs, 129 runs, 92 RBI, and 25 stolen bases is pretty much the ceiling in my opinion while hitting 277 my ad it's the ceiling and so i do think that you are going to find numbers just below that 33 home runs 99 runs 89 rbi and 15 stolen bases what he did the year before that i think is much much more um projectable um than than his career high and so at 16 i believe you're paying more for a career high than you are for a guy who's not going to hit the 100 barrier on anything so that that's that's just me great player good discipline at the plate walks a good amount so in points leagues he's very valuable as well uh, and he's smiling all the time how can you not like francisco Lindor, especially if he is on your team now we just talked about about five guys who are you know, game changers in my opinion and as i mentioned at the start of the show you might have a different plan and you have to understand that for this position just like that that was a snap of my fingers if you didn't know it could be all gone they are very close in adp and they are very good players so if you're in a snake draft just understand that here's your adps you're looking at as of right now francisco tatis has actually gone up one since I last checked this morning, before I did this, he's up one, and so is Trey Turner, and so is Trevor Story. So apparently a lot of Friday Friday afternoon drafts are happening right now. You're looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, I'm sorry, eight. Uh, eight shortstops within the first 40 picks. Okay, so if you're looking at stolen bases... If you're looking at, I'm sorry, if you're looking at a starting pitcher, if you're looking at other positions and you miss out on all those guys, Xander Bogarts including, who we were about to mention after this guy, you can always rely on the emergency option of Tim Anderson. 48th overall off the board. And the reason he's so high is the last two years, he's apparently made a massive improvement at the plate because 335 average in 2019 we said, ah, oh, that's that's not sustainable. He's never done that before. Uh, uh, prove it to me again. Uh, and then he went <laughs> and he hit 322. So, and yet he is still outside or right uh, right around the top 50, the 50, uh, the 50 ADP mark. So, you know, I'm not really sure why. <laughs> Every cent, you know, he's he's had a um, a silver slugger and a batting title in the last two seasons, and he gives legitimate, I wouldn't say legitimate stolen base potential, uh, but he can get 20. He can definitely get 20. And I think that a 
a 25-25 season is not out of the question, especially if you're hitting 335. Okay. Tim Anderson is going to be in a great lineup with a great team, great pitching staff, a great manager. I really do like Tim Anderson's potential here. Uh, lots of value and a little bit cheaper. You know, the ceiling for these guys, Anderson and the five that I just mentioned, are not the same. Not even close, but their floor, Tim Anderson's floor and Tim Anderson's ceiling is very close. And that's what we like about him. He's a very safe option. And especially if he comes back down to earth. I mean, look, he hit 335 after going 240 the year before. I mean, that is so like, hmm, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. But then he does it again. And yet his ADP is not reflecting that. So we do like Tim Anderson at that price. Um, we also like Xander Bogarts. And the reason he's behind him is he's a, a little bit more expensive. But, you know, whew, there's a lot to like. His 2020 was pretty good. 300 average, 36 run, 11 home runs, 20, 28 RBI, 8 stolen bases, strikeout percentage under 20, and a walk percentage of 9.3. So he gets on base a lot, and he's he's legitimately he's missing a little bit of the stolen base potential, but another five-tool contributor. So <laughs> it's it's tough because obviously the Red Sox are coming out of the rebuild, and I do believe that the Red Sox are going to be a little bit better than than people might believe, especially the offense. And it all comes through Xander Bogarts. So, you know, 26 is it's a bit risky in our opinion. I don't think he goes for 30 home runs. And I, I, I don't think he goes for anything more than 20 stolen bases. And if you're, you know, he's only had 15. It's a career high in stolen bases. So the eight stolen bases he had in 2020, you know, you average it out, it's 21. But... He's, you know, he's had 61 stolen bases in eight seasons. That 26 mark for a guy who's only hit 30 home runs once, only had more than 100 runs once, only had 100 more than 110 RBIs once. It's the same kind of thing as Frankie Lindor. You know, they're very similar. Where if you want a safe player, who the the floor and the ceiling are very very close. You know, if Xander Bogarts has a down year, it's probably 85, 85, and 10, which is not bad. While all hitting around three, you know, 280. So, you know, again, I am splitting hairs here, and someone's got to be ranked below other people. But, you know, five tool contributor once again, Xander Bogarts. There's a lot to like. Let's, uh, let's shift. Shift the pass a little bit. We've been talking about these power guys, these average guys. Let's uh, let's talk about Alberto Mondesi because <laughs> Alberto Mondesi is the exact opposite. And yet, he's this low on our list. He honestly should be higher because he's the only player in the MLB, the only player in all of, fa- of fantasy that has 60 stolen base potential. 60 stolen base potential. Yes, you heard that correct. I think he does it. I truly think that Alberto Mondesi 
hits the stol- the 60 mark this year. And when you're talking about a guy who's that fast, who is not really, you know, if you're <laughs> 35th off the board, right, you're talking about 60 stolen bases. That's usually first-round talent. So the knock on him is the batting average. The knock on him is the on-base percentage. The walk percentage is bad. The strikeout percentage is bad. And that all has to be fixed. But, you know, he had 24 stolen bases in 59 games last year. That is insane. 24 stolen bases in 59 games. Average that out comes right to 60. The year before that. 43 stolen bases in 102 games. Average that out to a full season, that's around 65 stolen bases. So, I mean, this guy is legitimately the fastest player in baseball. I mean, I I can't back that up with sprint speed analysis, but I, I, I could. But I can just, by the naked eye, this guy is at least top three. So, he's the best base runner in baseball, no doubt about that. And so, you know, Mondesi at 35, you know what you're paying for. Uh, but the best part is you... You're really not bottoming out your average. I mean, 256 the year before, 263 the year before, 276. So obviously, it's not a good, you know, not a good direction. But you know, 250 is not going to kill you, especially for a guy who's going to steal 60 bases. And if he stays healthy, he could. If he stays healthy, he will. And you know, you know what comes with 60 stolen bases? 60 extra opportunities to get in the scoring position. And so with the Royals lineup, it's it's improved. It's not great. But you're talking about a guy who could definitely hit the 80 run mark, 90 run mark, if he gets 60 stolen bases. So there's a lot to like about Alberto Mondesi. And, you know, the, the ADP is fair because the, the average is going in the wrong direction. And the durability is obviously a problem. 300 games. 308 games in five seasons. So, you know, it's all calculated in that. And I think that if you're going to take the risk, just have a backup plan. And that backup plan could be a man named Carlos Correa. 122 off the board. Man. Um, you can do you you can go with this a, a few ways. This is this could be your ultimate emergency plan. This could also be your emerg- your your plan A. You know, targeting Carlos Correa at 122 after you've pretty much figured out the rest of your lineup. What we love about Correa, I just said it. Perfect ADP, perfect risk, great reward, you know. He he could be leading off for the Houston Astros and you know the durability is always a question, <clears throat> but He's only played 150 games once, but he played 58 in 2020. So he stayed healthy last year, technically. 122nd off the board. There's really not much to say here. As I said, the risk-reward factor is what we love the most. So emergency, plan B, plan C, whatever it may be. Carlos Correa, if I go with Mondesi, he's he's probably going to find his way on my team as well. Now, as we get a little bit lower on this list, I will hurry it up just a bit just to squeeze in all 15 guys. But Glaber Torres, 63rd. He's so low because, uh, sorry, talent, talent. It's too much talent. Why is he so high in ADP? Well, you know, 
This 2019 was eye-opening, to say the absolute least. 278, 38 home runs, 90 RBI, 21 strikeout percentage. Um, you know, that's insane for a guy who's just gotten here. That's going to get the target on your back in terms of people who want you in fantasy. His ADP shot up the roof, and in 2020, he was... Uh, not disappointing, but, yeah, disappointing. Three home runs, 243 average, 17 runs, 16 RBI. You know, uh, his hard, hard hit percentage was below 40. His line drive percentage was below 20%. So, you know, he did improve his strikeout percentage, actually, from the year before. He went from 21 to 17. And his walk percentage from 7.9 to 13. But with that being said, you know, these are two bipolar seasons, complete opposite, and you're now paying a seventh-round pick where it just doesn't fit into the plans. And so, you you know, hey, if you go with Glaber Torres and you're looking for a guy who can give you 38 home runs potentially in the 60 to 70 range, you, you're probably not going to find anybody else, no doubt about that. Uh, but for the most part, he's just not in our plans, and so... You know, the thing about the shortstop position, as I said, is you can pick any of these guys and they'll they'll perform. Just depends on, you know, where you get them and, and how you construct the team. That's that's really the way you want to attack shortstop. You just – is it a, a main concern of yours? Is it a plan B, plan C? That's the best part. You can do whatever you want with it. Uh, but for the most part, no matter what way you go with this, no matter what way we go with this, Bo Bichette is not going to be on our team. And 25th ADP, I just do not understand why. I get why. Okay, I, I shouldn't say I don't get why. I'm just surprised that people are actually going to do it. And we're you know far enough into the season where that ADP has not moved and probably won't be moving anytime soon. And with that being said, we are going to pass. Is Bo Bichette a potential star in the making? Absolutely. Am I going to pay a third-round pick for a guy who has 75 career games? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I just... He's been great. But I just don't get why you can't choose anybody else who would be good too. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could go through this list and find five names at a cheaper price that could do the exact same thing he's doing. The speed really isn't that impressive. Eight stolen bases in 75 games. That's great. You... you Average that out to a full season, you're looking around 15 stolen bases. That's good. That's not great. Okay, so, you know, the the average is good. But so is Xander Bogarts. You know what I'm saying? He, 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 he's the exact same player, ceiling-wise. If you're looking at a hopeful outcome, they're the same player. And so, Bo Bichette, I just, I'm passing 100%. I just don't really understand it. So... Uh, then we got Javier Baez, Dansby Swanson, and D.D. Gregorius before we go. Uh, Baez is 72, ADP. 
And he's 12th on this list, but that's just, you know, that's the way it works. Fair ADP. His 2020 wasn't that bad. He hit 203, but, you know, he's never hit 203. We expect him to bounce back full-heartedly. 280, RB, uh, 280 average, 30 home runs is, is very doable still. Uh, it's still Baez, guys. It's still Javier Baez, one of the best athletes in all of baseball. So I'm not too worried about him whatsoever. Uh, Danzy Swanson at 106 is a great value. His 2020 was pretty massive, 49 runs and 35 RBI in just, um, I think it was like 40 games, 45 games. But he had a great year, and another emergency option if you're looking for a guy who he will not deliver the power. But, oh, I'm sorry, Dancy Swanson played all 60 games. My apologies. Uh, but <clears throat> he's a top 10 talent on any other position. Consistent. He will hit the bottom of the lineup, but it's a great lineup. Can't go wrong with Dancy Swanson. A great safety valve or plan uh, or a second shortstop later on in the draft. And last but not least, D.D. Gregorius. If all else fails and you miss on them all, D.D. Gregorius is going to be there at 150. Um, you know, 20 plus home runs, 10 plus stolen bases, 85 plus on both RBIs and runs. DD does what DD does every single season. And so, you know, 280 average, there's a lot to like from DD Gregorius, especially at that price. And finally, last but not least, round this bad boy up, Wander Franco, 318. Now, why is he on this list? He's the number one prospect in baseball, and he will probably get his shot in 2020. And he's at no risk at all. Pretty much free. Probably won't be drafted in your league. So if you need a final bench spot, IR slot opens up, whatever it may be, Wander Franco, just remember the name. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm sorry if I rushed that last three minutes, but I got to hit my limit. So or I got to hit my time limit. So. Thank you guys for being here, and stay tuned. Outfield, DH, um, sleepers, prospects coming up. We'll see you next time. Peace.